0: of the old man and putting on the new man. Well, as a result uh, of our learning of Christ, uh, even as the reality is in Jesus, as we saw last night, uh, covered in verses 20 20 to 22, there is an issue from that. uh, As we learn Christ, even as the reality is in Jesus, then Paul continues By saying in verse 22, that you put off as regards your former manner of life, the old man. So the word that there implies that it is a result. It is a issue, an issue of our learning of Christ, our uh, uh, learning of this pattern uh, as the reality is in Jesus that there will be such a result that we put off the old man and we put on the new man. <clears throat> Paul used this expression, actually, uh, quite a number of times. Uh, put on, put off. Uh, you, know, uh, um, uh, you know, this, uh, this word is a, is a charge. It's an imperative uh, word. Put off. Put off that old man. Put on the new man. And in Ephesians 6, I think we uh, touched that recently concerning the warrior. Put on the, put on the uh, armor of God. right? And uh, it's like uh, uh, the putting off, putting on is like putting on and putting off a jacket. A, a clothing. Right? Um, <clears throat> Harding tell us to work on this, develop this. Uh, He just say, put it off, and then put it on. Something has been accomplished, has been done by him. The old man has already been crucified with Christ. And the new man was also created by Christ. So it's not something that we want to work on. Well, let me work on this. Uh, deal with my old man. Let's see how I can uh, overcome, how I can defeat my old man. That's not what Paul talks about. Paul Paul just says, put it off. Christ has already terminated the old man. All we have to do is to put it off. And also, the new man has already been created. Now we just have to put on this new man. Like putting on a garment. This is an imperative word, it's a charge. Upon seeing this vision of the new man, the one new man, for the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose. This new man needs to be lived out. There is a living involved in this new man. And for the living of this new man we saw last night, we need to grow up into him in all things, we need to learn Christ as the reality is in Jesus. Then, as an issue from that, we put off that old man. And then we put on the new man. You know, in the the spiritual realm, that uh, in God's eyes, there is not the element of time. I mentioned even the new Jerusalem. It is not something that we are going to work on it, that we are going to arrive at it through a process. There is an aspect. But on the other hand, the word does tell us the new Jerusalem has been built. The apostle John saw it. He saw it. It's done. So in the spiritual realm, there is such a a fact that with God there's no element of time. With Him, is yet everything is accomplished, is done. The old man is finished. The new man is created. So <clears throat> with us, we learn to put on that new man. Right? We should not try to say, well, uh, my old man is still pretty strong, and uh, you know I don't think I can overcome that. I'm too weak. I need a little bit more strengthening. I need to uh, how to deal with my old man and the new man. You know I'm still learning about it and uh, how to enter into it. But with God, He just says He just say, put it off. It's done. The old man is over. It's terminated. And the new man is created. Just put it on. So we need to have our eyes open. On the one hand, we are learning, we are learning Christ through that organic union we saw. We have been put into Him, right? It is of God that we are in Christ Jesus. Our position has changed. We are no longer in Adam. We have been moved, transferred to a new person. We are now in Christ. And in Christ, everything here is done, is finished, is given to us. We are blessed. All the spiritual blessings in the heavenlies have been given to us. Just because we have been put into him. So in our Christian life, actually, we don't start with the point of working toward our a completion point. You know, in the human realm, we, we work toward, you know, to, to, to accomplish, to, do, to work on it until we arrive at the finish point. But with, but with the spiritual life, we start from the finish point. Where everything is done, then we walk on that. You know, I recently referred to to Brother Watchman Nee's book on the sit-walk stand. That was very enlightening to me. The Christian life starts with, not with walking, but with sitting. Sitting implying everything is done. So we learn to sit. Just enjoy God's accomplished work. We are seated together with Him. Don't have to, we should not Religion, religion teaches us to strive, to work on it, to improve. But God's economy shows us, no, everything has been done. Amen. Just sit. We are seated with him in the heavenlies. After we sit, then we learn how to walk. Because from God's view, everything has been accomplished. Then we sit, we walk and eventually we can stand, right? To defeat, to fight against the enemy. So this matter of putting off the old man and putting on the new man is very practical. Um, Okay, let's get on to the outline. Uh, Let's look at some of the details. The first point says, our our putting off of the old man and our putting on of the new man is a manifestation of our having learned Christ. To put off the old man is to put off the old way of life, the former way of living, our old community life. Of course, our old man, of course, refers to this fallen man with all the sinfulness, all the corruption. But it's not merely uh, all the negative things within you, the sins and the corruption and the rottenness, all the evil things. But it involves our whole old manner of life, the old association, the old community life that we have been Raised up in all our lives. You know, in our, in our uh, growing up as a person, we, we, did, we, we, are, we are not just an isolated individual. We have been growing up within a kind of community, right? You have many friends, many relatives. You are growing among a, a kind of a, a, a community that you associate with. The ones who like to drink, they have the drinking, po- drinking buddies. You have the gamblers, they, love the, they have the gambling buddies. They have, a, they have a kind of a community life. When Paul talks about putting off the old man, he is not only talking about your sinful living. All the sins you have com- committed, that you have to put that aside. But he implies also the entire manner of life, including your whole surrounding, your whole community that you have been growing up in. We have to put that off. An example of that is in Acts, on the day of Pentecost, when Peter spoke the gospel. The 3,000 got saved. And toward the end of his gospel... What did he say? In Acts uh, chapter two, in verse, 30, in verse 40, he says, "With many other words, he solemnly testified and exhorted them, saying, "Be saved from this crooked generation." Then those then who received his word were baptized. And they were added on that day about 3,000 souls. But Peter, after preaching his gospel to these people, he told them, be saved, not from your sins, not from your crookedness, but he said, be saved from from this crooked generation. What is this crooked generation? The crooked generation refers to the Judaism, the crooked Judaism that have, been, that have swerved away from God's economy. That Judaism formerly was initiated by God through Moses. But then through time, that Judaism has changed to become just a religion, and even a religion that is, even opposing God's economy. So when the Lord Jesus came to the earth, what opposed him was not so much the world, was not so much the Roman government, the Roman Empire. What opposed Christ on the earth at that time was Judaism. Were were those religionists who were so zealous of the law Judaism had become a crooked generation, a religion that is opposing God's economy. I know it's ironic, such a religion which was initially initiated by God, but then through time it has become a tradition, a religion opposing. God's economy. So when Jesus came to the earth, religion tried tried to persecute him, to wipe him out, eradicate him, remove him. The Lord told the Pharisees, one day he said, you search the scriptures. He acknowledged, you search the scriptures. But you you think there is eternal life in it, but you will not come to me. You are opposing me. The scripture is written about me. Yet I'm here standing as a living person before you. You are opposing me, rejecting me. And there on the day of Pentecost, Peter spoke the gospel to the people, to mostly other Jews. They were the Jews. Then he told them, at the end of of his message, be saved from this crooked generation. Be saved from that evil Judaism that has been standing against, opposing God's economy. Not only be saved from your sins, be saved from this crooked generation. The whole community life that you have been raised up in, Even the, you know how he's the, the 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 phrase he 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 used be saved. You know in the, in the footnote, Brother Lee says, "Be is active, saved is passive. Be saved is an is in an active passive voice. Salvation is to be carried out by God, but man needs to be active." to receive what God intends to do. Here man needs to take an initiative. You don't sit back and say, God saved me. And here God says, you have have to be saved. You have to be willing to be saved. I can save you, but you have to be willing to be saved. There's an active, passive action involved. Yes, we cannot save ourselves. Only God can save us. Yet God says, yes, I can save you, but you have to be willing to be saved. Be saved from this crooked generation. So when Paul says that put off the old man, he is not just merely talking about put off all all your evil doings, all your sinful actions. He's talking about the whole old manner of life. Involving your old community, the whole surroundings that you have been involved in. We have to now put on the new man. Opposed to that, in point B, to put on the new man means to have the church life, which is the new life of the new mankind created by Christ in himself. Corporately, we need to put on the church life. It's a new humanity. Maybe to some of you, you newer saints who have been with us that just a shorter time, you may have not have heard this kind of expression. Put on the church life. You, you know, commonly in Christianity, let's go to church. You go to church. We don't go to church, we put on the church. We put on the church life. The church is not a place you just go to once a week for a service for an hour. We put on the church life. It's like a jacket. You put on. The church life is a new community life. If you realize that the people who are who comprise the church. We are not just a group of religious ones, good people, God-fearing, and so forth. We are not just merely good human beings, even saved, redeemed, forgiven human beings. We have been regenerated by God. God's life has been imparted into us, we are now a new race. A new breed is a God-man race. We are not just men only. We are now God-men. On the earth, all the believers, all the children of God, they form a new race. It's a God-man race. This is a new society. This is a new community. So on that day when Peter was speaking the gospel, All these Jews, they were the ones who put Jesus to the cross, who crucified him. And now Peter spoke this gospel to them, and at the end, charging them be saved from this crooked generation. Put off that old man, put put off that old association, that old community life, and now put on the new man, put on the new community life. Now there is a new race. Brought forth on this earth is a God-man race. A humanity that has been mingled, that is mingled with divinity. The one new man, as I mentioned in the first message, is just a corporate God-man. When all the little God-men coming together, we form the corporate God-man, this is the one new man. This is the church life today that we are putting on right? Uh, as a new community. See, if we would be the one new man, we must put off the community life of the old man and put on the community life of the new man. So this old man involves a lot. It's more than just your own deeds, your own actions, but the whole living that you have been involved in. So when we talk about this, uh, this uh, <coughs> new man, old man, I hope that we will see it involves not just you alone as an individual, but the whole community life that we are associating with. Human beings are not meant to be uh, individualistic. Uh, They are not meant to live in an isolated way just by himself, by herself, somewhere. The human life is a communal life. We exist among people. We live a communal life. But there's an old communal life, a corrupted communal life. A A community life that is full of Corruption. You now I'm thinking about today, you know, in the internet age, all the social media, bringing people together. Everyone is connected somehow. You know, the one who plays video games, they have their game buddies, right? And they, they, they have their, their, their community life. And, uh, you know, there are so many, so many groups, right? These, uh, you know, these things, uh, they have their own uh, 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 you know, chat group and whatever, all the groups. They have their own community. I think through, the, through today's media, social media, even more so, cultivating that kind of uh, association, networking, bringing people together. Well, which is, which is good, which is really, it meets a certain need in the, human, in the human life. Man wants to be connected. Man wants to be in the communal life. But dear brothers and sisters, of all the communal lives, only one communal life is holy, is sanctified. is truly satisfying to God and to man. That is the communal life of the new man. All the other communal life eventually leads with corruption, leads with disappointment, leads to disappointment. Because in the fallen man, right? Because no matter how good something, some network may be, because of the f- fallen nature, because of the corrupt nature in man, eventually it breeds corruption, right? I don't want to go into all the details, you know. In all the news today, in all the, you know, so many, uh, uh, it, it, it sometimes even leads to, 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 to killing, to all kinds of uh, uh, corruption. But praise the Lord, on this, in the midst of this crooked generation, there is something holy and sanctified. We saw last night, you know, this uh, uh, new man, we are learning, learning Christ, even as the reality is in Jesus. And then Paul says we need to put on this new man, which was created which was created according to God in righteousness and holiness of the reality. That reality, we saw last night, is the truth, is alithia, is the truth. That is how Jesus lived his life on the earth. Not a life of vanity, but a life of reality, a life of truth. And that truth has the two characteristics. One is righteousness, and the other one is holiness. This is the life of Jesus, of reality expressed, characterized by righteousness, which is mostly toward men, being right with God and with men in every way. And also, holiness, which is mainly directed toward God, referring to the living in godliness and devoutness toward God. That's holiness. This section of the verse, of verses from, actually from chapter 4, verse 17, to chapter 5, verse 14, this whole section of the verses, correspond to what we recently studied in Leviticus, chapters 18, 19, 20, concerning the holy living of God's people. In the footnote, Brother Lee pointed out these these two sections, Leviticus 18, 18 to 20, correspond to Ephesians 4, 17 to chapter 5, verse 14. God desires to gain a people living... A clean, holy, and rejoicing life. Right? This was the training we just recently went through. This is Leviticus to showing us God's purpose is to gain a people who live such a clean, holy, rejoicing life. And this holy life is the life of reality that Jesus lived. He lived and walked in this. Reality. Even in verse uh, uh, um, 24, um, it's the whole righteousness and holiness of the reality. The reality. In a definite article, the reality. This reality is called the reality. That is the truth that Jesus lived and expressed in his human life on the earth, characterized by righteousness on the one hand and holiness on the other hand. Now such a reality is the very living of this new man. So we, have to, we put off the old man with all the old association, the old manner of life, and we put on the new man with the new community life. It's a life in this reality, full of righteousness and holiness, right? This is the new community life that the new man lives in. So, okay, let's go to point two. In every country of the world, and among every people, there is a characteristic manner of life Many saints in the Lord's recovery still hold on to their former manner of life. That's not a very good saying, right? But it's it's true. It's true. Even though we have received a new life into us, we have received Jesus Christ into us, but in our practice, in our daily life, many of us, we still hold on. That's the key. It's the holding on to holding on to, I'm a Chinese, I'm born, I'm not just a Chinese, I'm a Chinese from Hong Kong. (laughs) Okay, there are Chinese from China, mainland China, and there are Chinese from from Singapore, there are Chinese from uh, Taiwan. Don't think all Chinese are the same. (laughs) I'm a Chinese from Hong Kong, I was born there. And at least for 16 years I was raised up there. So, now has been what actually is close to since I came to this country in, in, in 71. You know, that's, a, uh, you know, it's a, what a, a 40, 47 years, nearly half a, half a, half a century I've been here. You know, I, I'm American, I'm American, but I'm still a Chinese, <laughs> right? In my gene, I'm still Chinese. You know, you, you, if you, you know, I would, I would go for dim sum, you know. You compared to, uh, you know, some your, 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 your crackers and cheese or whatever, I would, I would choose <laughs> dim sum over that. I mean, that's me. I mean, this, I cannot change that. This is uh, But the, but the, but the point here is, do you hold on to that? Do you hold on? Do I hold on to my Hong Kongese character? Here in the new man, there is a new, it's a new race. It's not just a com- common human race. It's a God-man race. Now, in the midst of our human life, there is God's element involved. God is involved now in our human living. So, <clears throat> as we are carrying out our, our, of our uh, human life according to our human heritage, we should not forget that at some point in time, we have been regenerated with another life. Now I'm not, I'm not a Hong Kongese anymore. I am a God man now. Amen. I'm a son of God now. Amen. And you are not an American. You are not a, uh, 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 a Burmese. You are not a Korean. You are not a, a German. You are a God man. Amen. This is our new status. And we are living among all the God men as a new community. So how do we behave in this new man? As we have been speaking all these messages, now put off the old man. Put off that Hong Kongese style of living. Don't hold on to that. I cannot change my Hong Hong Kongese gene, that's what I'm born with. But I don't have to hold on to my Hong Kongese gene, my, my, my style of living. I think you, you all have, many of you have heard the, you know, the classic testimony Brother Lee had, right? One time after the conference and, and uh, he was you know, back at the hospitality in, uh, at home you know, uh, after the meeting and uh, the sister, the host, was serving some refreshment to the brothers there and then uh, the sister was serving cheese and crackers and uh, she came to Brother Lee and else and, and commented to Brother Lee, Oh, Brother Lee, I heard Chinese... Don't like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brother Lee responded, Sister, true, but I am not Chinese. <laughs> 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 he is a God man. So he took the cheese. That's not going to hurt him, right? I mean, I'm a Hong Kongese, I prefer dim sum over your cheese and cracker. But taking your cheese and cracker, that's not gonna kill me. It's okay when you're living among the saints. Why should I prefer my dim sum? Oh, you know, when you're with the, with the brothers and sisters, with the, same, with the fellow, fellow members of the new man. It's okay to let go of your preference, your style, of your, cho- of your choice of living. But whenever, you know, as the people in the world, because they don't have this kind of light, they just live according to the way they were brought up, the way of their preference. So, it issues in many conflicts, right? That's why there is a, a Chinatown, there is a Japan, Japanese town, there is Korean town, because, you know, they like to. The ones who like certain kind of food, certain kind of uh, style of living, they just they just cluster together. They stay away, don't you know, from the other from the other uh, uh, cultural uh, ethnic group. This is what our world is 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 composed of. So many different uh, ethnic uh, ethnic groups, you know, according to their uh, ways of living, you know, their 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 uh, preference of of, uh, of food and so forth. But dear brothers and sisters, if we see the vision of this one new man that God is after, and here in this new man, there's no Chinese, there's no Americans, there's no German, no Japanese. There's only Christ. There's only one person. Christ is all, and he is in all. It doesn't mean I suddenly change my face to become American. No, that's not what it means. It's just that, yes, there are Chinese. There are Americans. There are. They are Greeks. They are Jews. But at the same time, they, none of these hold on to their natural statuses. Amen. They allow Christ, the unique person, to fill their being. Christ indeed is all. Christ is this American. Christ is this Chinese. Christ is this Jew. Christ is this master. Christ is this slave. When we all would not hold on to our natural heritage, our natural status by birth, and take Christ as the unique person, then there will be the possibility for the new man to be brought forth. In the world, this is an impossibility. No way. Because they don't have this divine element. They don't have the person of Christ in them. But now with all the regenerated ones, all the, 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 the children of God, there is this possibility. If we would cooperate with the Lord, not going along, not holding on to our natural heritage, our natural status by birth, and always exercising, put on that new man. Put on that new man. Then there will be the possibility for the new man to mature. To arrive at this full grown man. The new man, whether you like it or not, has been created already. Amen. Christ did it. This is an accomplished fact. But what we, are, what we are responsible for is the growth, is the perfect the perfecting, the maturation of this new man. The more we practice putting off the old man, putting on the new man, it causes the new man to advance toward a full-grown man, toward maturation, toward maturity. So here, indeed, every country, right? Now since, since the time of Babel, I mentioned the other day, mankind has been scattered, divided into different regions, different uh, countries, different uh, cultures, backgrounds. And so developing many different characteristics of manner of life, and how now, beginning from Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, these different groups are being brought together, right, being gathered together as a reversal to, to Babel, to the curse of Babel, now the, uh, uh, that was the beginning. And now Jesus is still, still gathering us together, from all that scattered, scattered places, habits, ways of life, we are being gathered to be one. A says, if we truly desire to be renewed, we need to put off the former manner of life, which involves ordinances and our way of living. Remember, in the first message, we, we talked about what Christ did on the cross. He abolished the law of commandments in ordinances in order to create the two in himself into one new man. That is a great matter. Probably, maybe 99% of the, so the Christians today have never been brought to that realization. There is this aspect of the work of Christ on the cross, dealing not just with sins, with, with, all the, with, with, with the flesh, with Satan, with death, but particularly with this matter of ordinances. Ordinances, that refers to the regulation that governs, directs, how one lives, right? And we have our everyone, we, everyone, human being, lives under certain ordinances. Written, unwritten, there's something That we live by a certain uh, 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 regulation that we that we allow uh, uh, that we 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 uh, what we live our life under. These ordinances are strong. I described to you. I don't know I did here or not, but you know the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews are very. They have a strong ordinance. They keep the Sabbath, right? They eat only certain kind of food according to the law on the holy diet. And they, they realize they are God's chosen people. They are not supposed to, to, uh, uh, to, make, to be mixed up with the unclean, the Gentiles. So in, if you visit Israel, in some of the homes of the Orthodox Jews, they have two sets of dishwashers. One dishwasher is to wash the dishes of the Jews, the holy people, the other dishwasher Is to wash the dishes of the Gentiles, the non-Jews. So if I'm a Gentile, I'm invited to, uh, you know, to this uh, Jewish home, and then, uh, you know, after we eat, you know, they put his dish on one in one dishwasher and then my dish in another dishwasher. (laughs) You know, what a waste of electricity, right? (laughs) What to them? No, I don't want to be defiled by the, by the. They they kept the law to the to. To, the, to that degree, right? They don't want to be contaminated, defiled by the, by the Gentile, by the unclean. We are Gentiles. And then you go to a hotel, you know, they have two sets of elevators. One set is called, one is a regular elevator, the other one is called Sabbath elevator. Sabbath elevator, because these Jews, they keep the Sabbath. On Sabbath day, they will go into this if they are a Jew, they stay, stay there, they go into this Sabbath elevator where they don't have to push, use their finger to push any button because that's work. So the elevator is designed to stop on every level. So if you are not a Jew, don't get into the elevator. If you stay on the top level, you're going to stop on every level, every floor. But to them, they feel happy about that. You know, they, they fulfill the law. This is, their, this is the ordinance they keep themselves under, right? They feel very comfortable with that. You and I, we're totally uncomfortable. But they feel very comfortable. This is, this is their ordinance. Ordinances has caused much trouble, right? Among mankind, among races. Recently, yeah, you know, we have, we have the Lord's move there going on in, in Germany. And uh, we all know the Germans are, you know, very... We all know Germans are very, very strict. And this sister from America went there, served to serve. And, uh, you know, she was uh, serving, you know, t- trying to take care of the new ones and try to invite the new ones to a home meeting. To a group, to a group meeting someone's in the in the saint's home. And this German... The host is a German family. And the German, this host already said, this meeting tonight, in Marco meeting, we are going to, we are expecting 10 people. And uh, this new one, this, this sister who is a serving one, and last minute she had an, another one who she wants to bring to to the to the to this group meeting. And she called up the host. Oh, can I bring an, another one? Another one, new one wants to come. The host says, no, 10 is 10. <laughs> Not one more. That's just the shocked. No, if you are in Chi- among the Chinese small group, the more the' better. Just bring them in, you know? Even as the Chinese people are saying, just uh, two more persons, just two more pairs of chop- chopsticks, you know? <laughs> no big deal. The Chinese have a totally different concept. That's okay, just. The more the merry, Just bring them in, you know. We just add another two pairs of chopsticks, and that's that's fine. But with the Germans, ten is ten, not one more, not half more, just ten, only. Of course, initially the sister was somewhat offended. You know, here's a new one who wants to come to a group meeting, and then now she is forbidden. You know, stopped. Well, you can see. Little ordinance like this, well to the host, you know this is the the ordinance they have you know the 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 way of life that they have been leading everything is just to the t and everything is in order, everything well under control and uh, but now here here are uh, 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 others who are not under that uh, under under that ordinance they want to be have more flexibility, and so there is uh, the the uh, easily bring in conflict, right? Needing adjustment. So it's not easy, as you can see, for different races of people to come together. I mean, in a meeting like this, it's okay, right? You just meet together, uh, you know, for, for, for a couple of hours, and then uh, after the meeting, praise the Lord, we'll see you, and then you go back to your little pigeonhole to, you know, for your, in your convenience, in your, in your comfort zone, right? It's only when we get ourselves into the church life, right? That really the church is not, the church to us is not just a meeting. The church is a living. When we talk about the new man, brothers and sisters, we are talking about a living. A living. And in our living, ordinances is a big factor that needs to be addressed and Christ dealt with it already. He abolished all the ordinances that, makes, that cause people to be different from one another. He zeroed all the people. All the, he brought every one of us to the same level. The Jews are not higher, not holier than the, the non-Jews, the, the Gentiles. We are all brought to the same level. So there's no reason, no more basis for us to differentiate, to, to differentiate ourselves uh, from the others, we can uh, uh, be brought in to this reality of the one new man. In the new man, there is no possibility for any natural person of any nationality or culture to exist. Because the former manner of life found among these people, these peoples have been, has been put away. In order to have the church life, people from different cultures and countries have to put off the old man embodied embodied in their former manner of life. In the church life, there is room only for Christ. All the various manners of life and the differences among the peoples are the heritage of Babel. But on the cross, Christ slew all these differences in order to produce the one new man. We should not justify our manner of life or glory in it. Every way of life involves ordinances and must be put off. I know there are Chinese who boast of the, the Chinese heritage. You know, we have 5,000 years of history. I think the Indians too, right? No, They boast of, we have 5,000 years of history. Americans, just a few hundred years. (laughs) Look at 5,000 years of history. Oh, what a heritage we have. All the things we learn, we we know, we possess. There are the people pride in their uh, national heritage. And sometimes even worse is the belittling or the... uh, 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 despising of other races, other nationalities. This is what this world today, our country, right? this great country, is still plagued with all these difficulties. It's only the, the hope, dear brothers and sisters, is only in this one new man. The hope is only in this one new man. Where there cannot be. Right? We all are here Apparently, there are Jews, there are Greeks, there are Chinese, Koreans, Americans, all different races, different statuses are all here, yet none of us hold on to our natural statuses. No one would boast in our own natural and national, even national statuses, but we just boast in one person, Christ. The all-inclusive, extensive Christ. He is the unique person in us and among us. Amen. The third point the former manner of life includes everything related to us what we are, what we have, our family life, our social life. We must put off what we are, what we have, and what we do. We must put off our very way of living. Isn't this what the Lord Jesus said when he was on the earth? He told the disciples, he told the ones around him if you want to come and follow him, deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny what you are. And take up your cross and follow me. Because as long as we preserve what we are, what we have, our status, our attainment, then inevitably inevitably, it will cause a conflict, a difference with others. So in following the Lord, even the Lord himself said, we have to deny what we are naturally so that we can follow him, taking him as our person, taking him as the unique one in our life. Little one says, This means that what we are, what we have, and what we do make the church life an impossibility. If the Germans, they keep the way, their strict way of living, and also the Chinese, they keep their so-called flexible, easy-going kind of a a living. And you know, there are there are some some races tend to be hotter than others. They are more emotional, and there are some races that are colder than others. It's not a matter of right or wrong. It's not a matter of when you're hot, you're good, you're better. When you're cold, you're not good. No. I mean, there are, they are the, the different cultural uh, uh, backgrounds. It's not a matter of right or wrong. It has a lot to do with also the background you came out of and also your own personal disposition affecting you to be the way you are. But the point is, no matter what we are, whether it's cold, hot, quick, slow, we don't hold on to that. We don't pride in that. We learn to deny that. We don't give room to that. We give room to Christ. Let Christ be the person. Let Christ be the preeminent among us. If we hold on to what we are, what we have, what we do, the church life will be an impossibility. That's why in the Christian world, even, although we are all Christians, we are all children of God, because of the lack of this kind of exercise of denying ourselves, there are divisions. I don't like the, 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 the organ-preferred ones, don't like the piano playing, right? And then some like to have tambourine playing. They like guitar playing. So they cannot stand. You know, the, you play organ, is too solemn. It's too, uh, and a that piano, that's not living enough. We need some tambourines. We need some uh, guitar. So eventually, just simple things like this causes believers, we're all brothers and sisters, in, uh, uh, believers in the Lord, to wow. depart, to be separated from one another. Yeah. This is actually a continuation of Babel, right? That's not God's intention. God wants to bring us to Jerusalem where all the scattered ones are brought together. If we continue to live according to the old man, the church life will be seriously damaged, even terminated. Those who are released from the old man are very flexible. Paul could be all things to all men because he had put aside his old man. Paul, as an apostle, he learned he was a Jew, a very strict Jew. He was trained under Gamaliel, a top teacher. But yet, after his conversion, we know how strict he was before he was was converted. He went about to carry out his father's tradition to persecute Jesus' followers. But after his conversion, he told told others, to the Jew, I am a Jew, To the Greek, I become Greek. I become whatever the other people are. I adjust myself. I don't want to keep my Jewish status. I learn to be where the other people are. He learned to be flexible. He learned to deny himself, his natural status. So by our putting off the old man, we are released from that and become Flexible so that we can be adaptable, be able to adapt to different uh, ways of living. B says, if we put off the old man with his former manner of life, we shall have it a marvelous church life. A church life that will be a miniature of the new Jerusalem in the new heaven and the new earth. In such a church life, it is impossible to have division. Brothers and sisters, how about impossible to have division? It's not that we try not to have division. Rather, if we would deny ourselves, we take Christ as the unique person in us and among us, it is impossible to have division. Just like our human body. To cut off your body is an impossibility. Unless you, you you deliberately do something But the body, inherently, is a wholesome unit. All the parts live comfortably under the direction of the head, of the central nervous system. All the different parts, though with different functions, live harmoniously with one another. Division is a strange term to this human body. There's no such, they don't understand. How can the hands be divided from the the legs? Even though the functions are very different. But there's no sense of competition. There's no sense of uh, of, uh, uh, comparison. Because they all function and live under the unique headship of Christ, of the head. So, this is what the Lord desires to gain in his recovery today in the church life. To bring us all under the unique headship of Christ. He is the unique person in our midst. This is the reality of the one new man. Here we constantly practice putting off that old man and putting on the new man. Then there will be a possibility of, the, of a miniature new Jerusalem. They're saying the new Jerusalem already is here. right? John saw it. It's already in existence. But it needs to be realized in all the churches. Every church life as we practically cooperate with the Lord to put off the old man with the old manner of life and put on the new man with the new manner of life, the new association, we have a taste, a foretaste of the coming new Jerusalem. I mentioned the other day that in Taiwan, you know, we had this gathering, 30,000 saints from over 60-some countries. They're just enjoying, you know, together in, in one accord, in harmony, not like in a, in a football stadium. You, oh, there's a, you know, if you lost the game and then there, there's the throwing of the, you know, throwing bananas and tomato or whatever, you just, there's the, this kind of contention, you know. There's 30,000 saints. Oh, I tell you, you just, you just, you just said, oh, how can this 30,000 people just in, be in peace, in harmony like this? Because we all learn to take Christ as the unique person. In the New Jerusalem, there are these uh, manner, there are, they are uh, uh, 12 foundations of 12 manners of precious stones, different colors, but that they blend together in a harmonious way, right? So all the people from different, different sources, some from the east, some from the west, some from the north, some from the south, we all came into this city And we all end up on one street, one river, one tree of life. The whole city, yes, there are 12 gates covering all four directions. We came from different corners, different sources, different directions, but we all end up on the same street. This is what God is doing today. The One New Man Church Life is such a church life. Although comprised of so many different backgrounds, races, tongues, and colors of people, but yet we all hold to one person, Jesus Christ, as a unique person. Whenever we return to the old manner of life, we shall spontaneously sense that we are darkened within and estranged from God's life. Whenever we live according to our old community life, there is vanity, darkness, estrangement, ignorance, and hardness within us. This was the living, this is the living described, uh, in verse 17, about the Gentiles living in the vanity of their mind. If we persist in living according to the former manner of life, we shall eventually become calloused and insensitive. We may even cease from feeling from feeling, because we do not care for our conscience. Now, number five, when we were regenerated, this new man was put into and born into our spirit. When we believe in the Lord Jesus, the life-giving spirit came into our spirit, bringing with him the new man as a finished product. Saints, now there's a new person born in our spirit. This new man is not an individual new man. This new man is a corporate new man. We mentioned in the past messages, um, our spirit is not that small. It's not just merely your spirit only. In our spirit are contained all the saints throughout the ages have been brought together in this spirit. This is where God's dwelling place is. God's dwelling place in spirit, in our spirit. When the life-giving spirit came into us, he brought with him the reality of all the regenerated ones. Now in our spirit is Martin Luther of Brother John Nelson Darby and A. B. Simpson, Brother Watchman Nee, Brother Witness Lee, all the dear saints in the past, are all included in our spirit. Amen. When we turn and exercise this spirit, we touch the very reality of the body of Christ, of this new man. That's why I mean Brotherly used this expression, our spirit is universally spacious it covers it contains saints throughout the ages throughout time and space there's this new man born in our spirit the addition of the spirit and the divine life to our spirit produced a new being the new man the new man is in our spirit and the spirit witnesses with our spirit the way to put on the new man is for our spirit which is now mingled with the spirit in which we found God, God's dwelling place, and the new man to become the spirit of our mind. In verse uh, 23 of chapter 4, Ephesians, that we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. This spirit of our mind is the mingled spirit, is the very spirit of Christ, the life-giving spirit, entering into our spirit and spreading to all the faculties of our soul, particularly our mind, the the dominant faculty of our soul, to become the spirit of our mind. So for the bringing forth of the new man, we need to allow this spirit to penetrate, not only into our spirit, but even into the parts of our soul, particularly our mind, which is related to our frame of mind, our concept, our idea. There needs to be a renewing in the spirit of the mind. That means to allow the spirit to penetrate and spread into the faculties of our soul, that we may be renewed, so that we can live the new man living. To be renewed in the spirit of our mind is the way to put on the new man. For the spirit to become the spirit of our mind means that the spirit directs, controls, dominates, and possesses our mind. When the spirit directs our mind, it governs our whole being. It is true, right? What we think is what we will work out, what we'll try to carry out. Our mind is the dominant part of our soul, of our being. Now the very spirit of Christ, that life-giving spirit desires to spread into our mind, to become the spirit of the mind. The controlling factor, the governing factor in our mind, is the spirit, the spirit is taking, our mind becomes subject to the spirit, becomes one with the spirit. This is how the renewing takes place. This is how we actually put on the new man. In verse 22, it talks about the putting off of the old man. In verse 24, it talks about the putting on of the new man. And in between, in verse 23, it talks about the renewing of the spirit of the mind, implying that the key to the putting off of the old man and the putting on of the new man is by our, the renewing of the spirit of the mind. So again, I would like to, to, to uh, 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 remind you of the prayer that we talked about yesterday. Right? Don't forget that prayer. Every day we must pray the prayer of Paul in Ephesians 3. Father, grant me to be strengthened into my inner man, that Christ may make his home in my heart. The spirit needs to be strong, needs to be strengthened, that this spirit where also this is where Christ the person is, his spirit is, now is spreading into the parts of our heart to take possession there. We need to pray that so that the more we pray that prayer, the more we give the Lord the allowance, the permission to spread into the parts of our heart, our soul, particularly our mind, for the mind to be renewed, for the spirit to become the spirit of the mind. The new man must spread into and saturate every part of our being, the spreading of the new man is both the putting on of the new man and the renewing. Right? This is, uh, I hope this is clear to you. The more we allow this new man to spread in us, the more we are practically putting on the new man. The new man is the practical church life, which is Christ as the life-giving spirit mingled with the, our spirit in a corporate way. This is the church life. The church life is not just going to some kind of a chapel, cathedral. The church life is actually Christ as the life-giving spirit mingling with our spirit in a corporate way. There's a church life here in Denver. The church life here, there in Fort Collins. The church life in Los Angeles. The church is not just a place where some Christians gather. It is a place where the Lord's Spirit, the life-giving spirit, mingle with the spirit of man together in a corporate way. Amen. This is the church life. Amen. So even, even after in, in about another half an hour, as we depart from here, the church life does not stop. Amen. The church life continues. Amen. The church life does not stop when the meeting stops. The church life continues. It is the life-giving spirit mingling with our spirit in a corporate way. We live this church life. We even put on this church life as the new man. To put on the church life as the new man is to put on this entity produced by the mingling of the divine spirit with the human spirit. I mentioned that in Peter's message, he told people to be saved from this crooked generation. All those were Jews. They were, they came, they were in that kind of uh, uh, Judaetic, ju- ju- Judaistic uh, background. Now, upon hearing the gospel, now Paul, uh, uh, Peter called them to be saved from that. Not only from your sins, but from that old, that uh, religious background, Amen. which has become crooked. Now they are brought, after they are saved, now what happened? All these 3,000, they came together Day by day, they broke bread from house to house, right? They ate They ate together. They, they rejoiced together. They exult together. Every day, they lived the church life. They were meeting day by day, not once a week, not once a month, but every day. And they met in the homes in a very organic way, right? Not going to a chapel, not going to the temple, but going meeting together in the homes of the believers. Day by day, they had the church life. They were rejoicing. They were preaching the gospel, sharing the Lord with others. And Acts tells us that the Lord added together to them, with them, every day, those who are being saved. The Lord just add to them, together with them. I like the word together. Not just add to them but added together with them, implying that this was the characteristic of the church life then. Now, these people, they, have, they were together. They were together. May not necessarily be physically together because of convenience, but they were together in heart, in soul, together. And to, nowadays, in, in our days, oh, many saints are practicing. Even, you know, in... Uh, I was so encouraged. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in, uh, visiting a, a, a group meeting, uh, one of the new ones, uh, uh, a, a Chinese uh, uh, speaking, not uh, saved not too long ago. And they were, they were in this uh, group. They, <clears throat> he was a truck driver. And he's a drive truck. And, uh, and he arrived at a point, he had a stop, had a rest. And he just called up another brother who was in his uh, kind of, uh, they, they, they read the Bible. He, as he was taking this break, he said, okay, why don't we just read the Bible right now? We just, three of, three of them, they call up each other on this whatever network, WeChat or whatever. They just started, you know, reading the Bible together in, during that break. And so even though one has to drive trucks, you know, long distance, and they were still together by the WeChat, you know, by the, they were just reading the Bible together. And, uh, you know, today, they're we have no excuse to be separated from each other, Right. Yes, maybe not convenient for you to come to a meeting hall, you know, every day. But surely, you know, uh, through the internet, through these uh, uh, social media, we can be connected together. Many saints have morning revival together, you know, just enjoy the Lord together. Some are even crossing oceans, right? Um, It it just, now with the convenience of technology, we can be connected, you know, all all over the earth We can stay connected. The church life is a place where we can actually be together, right? And the Lord added together the new ones to them to enlarge that together. So this is the new man. Now, B says our daily living should be part of the church life, part of the new man. Otherwise, we will grieve the spirit. Not caring for the church life is one of the main ways we grieve the spirit. By not attending the church meeting and by refusing to function in the meetings, we may grieve and quench the spirit. We put on the church life as the new man by being filled in spirit to overflow with speaking, singing, praising, and submitting. We put on the church life as the new man by the washing of the water in the word. So let us be filled in the spirit. The age is evil, as Paul says, right? Let's redeem the time, be filled in the spirit, not to be drunk with wine. And we would allow the word of Christ to dwell in us richly. Dear saints in the Lord's recovery today, we have no shortage of the word. We have no shortage of the word. We have, you know, it, it, it's a, it, as long as you are open, as long as you are available, the word is here to supply you. There's such a rich supply of the word. And also, the spirit is here. We have found our human spirit, and we learn to exercise this spirit to enjoy the Lord with one another. As in this way, we practically put on the church life. Right? The church life should be properly put on. You know, the uh, it's like a jacket. We, we illustrate that. Uh, you know, the uh, uh, when that brotherly illustrated. You know, we put off the old man. You put off that jacket and you and then we also need to put on the church life but sometimes we the way we put on a church life is like this you know yeah we put it's on me but it's, but it's a little little loose right a little little thing will 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 shake off the church life so some saints come in come out you know they are they are but we have to properly put on the church life put on the church life not even like this Yes, it's a little bit more secure, but it's not secure enough. We need to properly put on the church life. (laughs) Now the church life is on me. It's identified with my being, right? This is not just a blanket putting over me. I put on like a garment. I put on the church life. I am closely, intimately identified with the church life. The church life is not just a social activity outside, but it's like a jacket. We put on the church life. Okay, let's uh how about we read the last ver- last point together. Number 8. "We love in Christ in Ephesians 4.15 Amen. Equal to the on of the new man." Amen. Verse 24. The more we grow up into Christ in all things, the, the more we put on the new man." Amen. Amen. "Shall we all put on the new man?" Amen. "Even taking care of the practical church life." in a practical way, right? By putting, we don't go to church, we lift the church, we put on the church, right? It's in this way, now through our being renewed in the spirit of our mind, now the spirit is taking control, saturating us, permeating us, then the new man can come into being. Well, may the Lord bless these messages that you heard. May his hand follow these words to work this out, little by little, uh, even as you go back to your respective places, I believe the Lord, his word will not return back to him void, Amen. but will accomplish what he wills. Amen. 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 I stop here again. Uh, maybe still it's good. Uh, you can spend maybe four or five minutes to speak with each other. Right? Well, I think we still have time for some over corporate overflow. Okay. Amen.